Hey guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box Show. My name is Andrew Frezza, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about all things rebranding related. And I actually shot an episode a few weeks back that talked about our rebranding process when we rebranded from CrossFit Palm Beach to Fit Town Jupiter, which happened before, um, about a month before all this craziness happened with CrossFit and Greg Glassman and, and everything like that. So um, in some senses, our timing was, was really lucky, was really perfect in the sense that we had this month head start of really defining our own brand, defining what our values were, redefining those values even further since we've defined those years ago, uh, but redefining those values even further and um, starting to at least put ourselves in the minds of our clients as Fit Town Jupiter rather than CrossFit Palm Beach. And I'm glad I didn't post that podcast because a lot of that um, has evolved or changed and the reasoning behind it. And um, you know, I'm shooting this one now today so you guys can kind of see this this updated version of my thoughts on rebranding and how to approach it if you guys want to rebrand. I think you know, there's some really good stuff happening with CrossFit. I think the new owner, the new CEO, Eric Rosa is awesome. I can't really imagine a better direction um, in the sense that he has a business background. He has the background of being an affiliate owner and he has a background of being an athlete. And I like to see people like Nicole Carroll coming back to the business. So I think CrossFit's going to gonna do really well in the future. And I think they're going to pick up a lot of their momentum back up. So I think a lot of people who uh, may be de-affiliated that want to come back, uh, the conversation's pretty much the same as it was six months ago, where it's, do you still want to rebrand? Do you potentially want to rebrand your gym and still be a CrossFit affiliate? Or, you know, maybe you're not even a CrossFit affiliate at all, and you just want to strengthen your brand, and maybe you need to name something in your gym. So the same process that we use to rebrand our gym, we used a very similar process to come up with our new class name, which I'll talk about, which is replacing our CrossFit classes. And the process that we use is we used a book called A Brand New Name. Um, it's a book you can buy off Amazon, and they have a process for brainstorming names. They have a process for selecting names and, and narrowing it down. And I think it's really good, uh, good resource to use a book like that or, or anything that you can find, but it's really good to have a process and rules for naming something. I think that's the most important thing is what are the attributes that you need from that name? And we're gonna talk about that um, when we thought about our name, Fit Town Jupiter. So let's start with um, why you might rebrand, all right? And this should become even more obvious. I, I said this in the, the podcast that I pre-recorded and I'm gonna touch on it again, is that you don't wanna be at the mercy of someone or something that is outside your control. So I, when I recorded this on the podcast, I didn't expect that Greg Glassman was going to make um, some really ignorant comments and blow up the whole CrossFit world, but it happened. And it was proof that you never know what could happen in that CrossFit brand that could leave you susceptible to having to play cleanup on something that is really outside of your control. So the, the number one reason for owning your brand is the ability to be able to pivot off that brand quickly and to be able to, to sort of own the values and the communication of that brand, right? It's a lot uh, less stressful and less impactful when Greg Glassman makes you know, really ignorant comments 
and your name is Fit Town Jupiter versus your name is CrossFit Palm Beach. We still felt the urgency of that situation and we did make a decision pretty quickly to deaffiliate from CrossFit, but it was not that same sense of urgency we would have felt had our name still been CrossFit Palm Beach and potentially wouldn't have made that decision at all because we wouldn't have wanted to make that knee-jerk decision to just throw a new brand on. Um, the fact that we already had an, an established brand, even though it was only one month established in Fit Town Jupiter, made that decision for us to rebrand a lot more seamless and a lot easier. And when I had Chris Thorndike on the show last week, you know, he had rebranded at a time a few years ago when it looked like CrossFit might get bought out by some really corporate type entities that might be looking to go in and and really control what affiliates were doing. So that was his reasoning for rebranding. So this isn't just a one-off instance where there's something that could come down the road in the future where CrossFit does something or a new owner comes in and you have to pivot quickly. And it's much easier to do that if you're just an affiliate and your name is different versus if your name is the main CrossFit brand. And along those same lines is thinking about the fact of, do you own your own brand? I remember when we went to the Iron and Mortar Summit this past summer, we got to do a a lunch as part of the summit with Jason Kalipa and about, I don't know, eight or 10 other gym owners there. And he was asking us about our specific situation. And, you know, we told him we were doing pretty well. We have this amazing CrossFit program. We have this amazing beach fit program. And our main brand is CrossFit Palm Beach. And he was like so confused by hearing that. He was so confused about like, well, what is your main brand and what do you actually own? And and he just was, was very surprised that we were so successful, yet we didn't own our brand. And we were in this really susceptible situation where, again, we're at the mercy of, of what CrossFit could be doing. So that was a really the first seed in our minds that, you know what, we do need to own our brand. It took us you know, another eight months from there to really make that decision and move forward. Um, but he was one of the key motivators to help us kind of go over the edge and, and make that final decision. So, you know, those are some things to think about when you guys are deciding to rebrand. But the main thing I want to talk to you about now is having rules and guidelines for how you rebrand. Because, again, you might already have a brand, but you might be wanting to come up with a new class name or a new program. You might want to be wanting to evolve your brand. And I think it's important to know what you're actually trying to create rather than just finding a name that feels good in that moment and trying to run with it, okay? So when we went through our rebranding process, the first rule or attribute that we had was it must be a name that already encompasses what we already do, okay? So at the time, three months ago, we had Beach Fit, we had CrossFit, we had personal training, we had one-on-one nutrition coaching, we have bulletproof coaching for injury prevention. We do kids classes as well. So we're doing all these things related to fitness and we're much more than a CrossFit gym. We've been much more than a CrossFit gym for years and we felt like the name had to encompass that, all right? And then we also felt like, you know, if we ever wanted to to, to drop Beach Fit and CrossFit in the future, then this name has to be able to stand alone and it doesn't it can't be so associated with Beach Fit and CrossFit that we feel like, okay, yeah, we we took this great step in the right direction by naming it something above uh, as an umbrella above Beach Fit and CrossFit, but now we feel like we can't change Beach Fit and CrossFit because it works so well with this name. Okay. So one example would be um, uh, NC Fit, Jason Kalipa's gym. 
they now have classes NC30, NC45, NC60, and I think they've changed them since then, but everything that they have named is, is under this NC umbrella um, and under this bigger brand NC Fit. So they have these different class names that fit under it, and we just want to make sure that we had a brand that would encompass Beach Fit and CrossFit because we didn't plan to drop those anytime immediately, and in the future wouldn't lock us into keeping those and it would give us enough flexibility to potentially drop those in the future if we saw fit, even though we didn't have any immediate plans to drop them. The other guideline we had is that it must be unique in the US, meaning there can't be any companies that are already trademarked um, using this. There can't be other, other gyms in the US that are using this and already popular enough. There's a random Facebook page or Instagram page that has this name so be it but we didn't want any other gyms in the u.s to be using that name i don't think anybody i don't think everybody has to follow that guideline um if you're only trying to create one a single location gym and not this like monster brand then you don't you probably don't need it to be unique in the u.s but um maybe just in your local county and you know area of your state that you really want it to be unique um, the other rule we came up with is it must be a name that sounds good when attached to a podcast. Okay, so the Fit Town Show we thought sounded amazing. We thought that was a great name, and not only that, uh, the podcast, but everything that we encompass with that. Right, our social media handles. What does that look like? You know, Fit Town and creating that branding through t-shirts and apparel and the logo. We also wanted it to be a name that had longevity if we ever decided to franchise the gym or have multiple locations or potentially scale digitally into online or remote projects. And that comes back to that uniqueness in the US, potentially having the ability to trademark that name. Um, we wanted something like Fit Town that was unique enough that would allow us to move in that direction if we decide to do that. We wouldn't want to have to change the name to do that. We also wanted to, to have a deeper meaning that resonated with one of our core values, okay? And, and most people could look at a, a name like Fit Town and think it's a very surface level thing, a very generic name, but for us, it, it has some really big underlying meanings. Number one is the town, that community, that family feel. Um, we want to build healthier communities. And it's funny because I heard uh, the new CrossFit CEO saying this exact sentiment is they want to build healthier communities. And this was something we specifically wrote down when we came up with the name Fit Town is, is our mission is to build healthier communities. And we're going to start by building that healthier community in Jupiter. But we want to be able to potentially replicate in that, that in other cities or I want to help other gym owners do that via the Seven Figure Box podcast in their respective towns and cities. And then when we built out the, the town logo, one of the things that's cool about Jupiter is we have a lighthouse that's pretty famous to us, the Jupiter Lighthouse. And that lighthouse is this great sign of, of hope and direction and this beacon of light. And that's really what we hope to be. So um, again, this, this Fit Town name, which seems maybe simple or generic, really has a lot of meaning for us as it relates to our core values. It also has to be a name that people know immediately as a gym or a fitness center, or at least a fitness-related brand. And I know that having fit in a name can, can seem a little tired these days. It can seem a little overused. But I think especially when you're talking about thriving on a local level, like we're not gonna be Google. We're not gonna be 
uh, Kleenex or something. We're not going to be this generic thing that becomes its own verb or term, at least any time in the near future, right? So you don't want to get so pie in the sky with your names that it's not tangible to someone who hears it. And, you know, we really wanted to have something fitness related in the name. And we like that we have fit in our name so people can immediately associate it with fitness or a gym. We also wanted a name that's easy to spell and pronounce. We didn't want people to hear it in conversation and and not know how to pronounce it, um, not know how to spell it, um, not be able to repeat it to their friends. And actually, when we first started to tell people about the name Fit Town, the, there was a lot of people that liked it. Um, my first inclination with it, because Tony was the one who came up with it, my brother, and he told it to me, and I was like, yeah, I think it's decent. Like, I don't, I don't think I love it, but I think it's decent. And then I came back to him, might have been a few days later or a week later, and I was like, that Fit Town name's really growing on me. The more I think about it, the the more I I think about the the values it stands for. I really like it, and it's it's easy to say, it's easy to spell, and I really like it. And that's really where that ball started rolling for that name. But I think it's an often overlooked thing that people overcomplicate names or they they try to come up with a name that has a weird spelling on purpose sometimes they do that to make it more memorable but i get i think simplicity wins in a lot of ways and you want to have that ability to repeat it you want to have the ability for someone to hear it and then be able to go into google go into their phone and search for that thing and easily find it and if your name's too obscure it can make it really hard for people to find it when they go to look for it. You know, and building on that, we wanted to be able to find a domain name for that new brand name that would be simple, right? We didn't want to say, oh yeah, we love FitTown, and then we have to come up with like a fittown.net or we have to come up with like fittownjupiterflorida.com for people to find us. So what we did is we we found FitTown Jupiter. Um, that was the domain we started with. And then we ended up purchasing later on down the road, fittown.com, so we could have this really succinct domain. So we own both of those now. And it's, it was really important for us to try to get a .com. We were willing to uh, move off of that, be flexible with that a little bit. But that was ideal in our mind to be able to get fittown.com or fittownjupiter.com. And then building on that would be the social media handles. We didn't want to have to go so obscure with the social media handles where we're having to add numbers or underscores or things like that in order for it to work. And I, I believe both of our social media for Facebook and Instagram are just Fit Town Jupiter right now. Um, and, and that's another reason that we like this name is that it can thrive on a local level. By having Jupiter in the name, it's a big deal for us. And, and being able to shift from Palm Beach to Jupiter is a really big deal. A lot of people who are in our area, we're in technically northern Palm Beach County, the northernmost part of Palm Beach County in Jupiter and Tequesta. But a lot of people who grew up in this area, myself included, when we hear the, the word Palm Beach, we think of the people that live 35 minutes from us on Palm Beach Island, that really wealthy area, or West Palm Beach um, in that downtown city. We don't really think of us growing up in Palm Beach. Now, someone says Palm Beach County, yeah, we associate those, but we think of ourselves as Jupiter people, as Tequesta people. So it was a big deal for us to move away from CrossFit Palm Beach and to now have Fit Town or Fit Town Jupiter as the name and then to put that lighthouse in there. And that really allows us to, again, thrive on that local level. 
So those are the things, those are the rules that we actually set in place prior to deciding on the name. And like I said, we came up with FitTown prior to the actual branding process. We, we liked the name, Tony and I had discussed it, but we didn't love it. We weren't 100% sure in the sense of, I shouldn't say that, we, we did love the name, but we, didn't, we weren't 100% sure in the sense that we wanted to feel like every stone was unturned. So we went through that book, we did all the brainstorming exercises in that book, we came up with hundreds of names, and we ran those names through the gauntlet. We ran those names through those checklists, we had our coaches vote on their top 10 names, and then our leadership team narrowed it down to our top three or four names. And FitTown ended up being the name that won out, and one of the biggest reasons why was it because it matched all those attributes that I just went through with you guys. And then now, over the course of the last couple of weeks, we had to rebrand our CrossFit gym, our CrossFit classes, I should say. So we had the FitTown name, we were gonna operate CrossFit and Beach Fit classes, and then with everything that happened with Greg Glassman, it really put us in a scenario to say, you know what, let's let's just pull the training wheels off and go. Let's, let's make this our definitive move away from CrossFit and stepping fully into our values and who we wanna be. Um, and that was a, a pretty easy decision for us to make, honestly, because we've been thinking about it for so long. Um, but then we had to go back to the drawing board, which wasn't an easy decision to say, well, what are we going to call this class? And, you know, it's not as important as the main FitTown brand, but it's still an important thing, especially when you're talking. We have members that have been doing CrossFit that identify as being a CrossFitter for six, seven, eight or more years. It's not just taking away a class name, you're, you're taking away an identity for a lot of people. So um, we wanted that name to be cool. We wanted that name to still put the focus back on FitTown and not be so much of its own brand that we're back in the situation where we have like three different brands. We have CrossFit, we have BeachFit, we have CrossFit Palm Beach, or we have CrossFit, we have BeachFit, we have FitTown, and it's almost like three brands. Um, and we decided we really wanted to keep the Beach Fit name. We love that name, the succinctness of that name, how that fits our culture. So we didn't want to drop that. We did just want to rename this CrossFit class. And the other thing that I thought about a lot is I don't want to just separate myself from CrossFit. Okay. So, and I don't want to just separate that class from Beach Fit. Right. So one of the things that we talked about was like, well, maybe we'll talk, we'll call beach fit breathe and we'll call crossfit build right because beach fits a little bit more cardio based and crossfits a little bit more strength and and muscle building based but realistically even though the comparison between the two yes crossfit are crossfit formerly named crossfit classes are more building based and beach fit classes are more breathing and cardio based for a new person coming in it doesn't really appropriately describe those programs so for me, as the person who's involved in programming both of these classes, I wanted to almost think about it from the standpoint of if I was to create a programming methodology for BeachFit and then a separate programming methodology for CrossFit and build that from the ground up, what would, I, what would be a word that would describe that program and the methodology that relates to it, okay? So with BeachFit, it's... it's fitting in the sense that it's 45 minute classes that are going to help get your body beach ready, right? So it's more fat loss based, it's more cardio based, it's more toning based. It's plenty of strength training in beach fit. We just don't do it with barbells. So when we came to name this other class, it just didn't feel 
it didn't feel like it was encompassing enough to use a name as simple as build on that, even though we liked that name. So what we came up with was FTX. Okay, this is gonna be the new name for our class moving forward is FTX. And for us, that's a, a simple, uh, cool way for us to say fit town cross training, right? Because we don't wanna think of ourselves as CrossFit. We don't wanna take the um, intellectual property of CrossFit moving forward or necess necessarily try to represent ourselves as a CrossFit moving forward. But at the same time, we're not trying to separate ourselves so far from CrossFit because we're like mad at them and we're trying to ditch them. We're, we're not mad at them at all. We still really like CrossFit and we'll probably still take advantage of level ones and level twos and level threes for some of our coaches in the future. Um, so when we think about that methodology from the ground up, it really is cross training, right? CrossFit was a more succinct way to describe cross training. And the, but the bigger thing that we can hold on to for the next several decades as we build our brand is cross training. That is the bigger uh, thing that's not trademark, that is the description of what we do. Cross training is the combination of strength training movements, body weight movements, and monostructural movements, right? It's the combination of different time domains and different intensities and different loading. That is describing what we do, right? CrossFit built a methodology around that, but the CrossFit training idea still holds true. So for us, we love this FTX name that we're actually gonna be announcing um, tomorrow to our members. And that is a name that, again, it encompasses the cross-training methodology, but again, it puts the focus back on the main brand, which is FitTown moving forward. By using those FT initials, we're saying that we want to be known as FitTown moving forward and that we have this FTX program and we have this Beach Fit program and all these other things that we do. Okay, so hopefully you guys found this helpful, our thought process helpful, having some of these rules helpful. And that's what I would really encourage you guys most about rebranding your gym or renaming a program at your gym or coming up with a new program. Create some rules for yourself so that way you can run any names that you come up with through this gauntlet of rules and see if it fits. And if something doesn't fit, it can become very clear for you rather than just having an emotional attachment to, to those names. Because what we found from going through this process is a name is very... Um, individual to the person who's thinking about it or coming up with it. When we came up with those 300 names and had our coaches um, narrow it down to a top 10, the first three responses I got from coaches of their top 10s didn't have a single name overlapping. They had 30 different names on three top 10 lists. So it just became very clear to me that What's a good name to one person is not a good name to another person. So you're not gonna please everybody with your name. That might include your leadership team, that might include just your staff, that might include your entire membership. You're not gonna please everybody with it. But can you set certain guidelines that knowing that if that name fits into those guidelines, it's going to be good enough. It's gonna be good enough for you to move forward and your team to be fully behind it and your members to be excited for it. And, and that's what I want you guys to take away from this episode. So if you have any questions, I have a new email. It's andrew at fittown.com. And I look forward to talking to you guys soon.